I'm so sick and tired of being in my other hours that I could just die and get fired and drop from the label and stop with the fable. I'm not gonna be able to top of my name is um, pigeonholed into this poppy sensation that got me. My name is Eminem. I like to sing. The one he did with Dre slagging Jermaine Dupri. What about Jermaine? Fuck Jermaine. He don't belong speaking my. Who is Jermaine Dupri? Uh, Jermaine Dupri was like a, he was a really tiny producer Jermaine. from the South in America, and he was the one that like just hang about with Bow Wow and all that. Right, come on, let's go. All right, fuck's sake, <laughs> Dad, man. <laughs> the following podcast contains three mates talking shit over some beers. As you can imagine, the language can get a wee bit hairy from time to time. So get involved, grab a beer, and join us for Drunk Therapy, the podcast. Right, let's get this out of the way. First and foremost, before it comes up again, Shane Hewison, have you bought Kenneth his fucking beer yet? Uh, I've, I told him it has to be on payday. Mm, mate, that's mm. not what you said. That's not what you said. Previously on Drunk Therapy. Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth, mate. If you're listening, I genuinely am sending a beer from the UK. So <laughs> I hope, I hope you know, don't stress out. Don't freak out. Your beer is on its way. I have picked the right beer for you. It's spent a while looking for it. It will be on its way. In. Right before you even get a chance, to, before you even get a chance to defend that, <laughs> let me turn to Instagram where Kenneth was sent a really nice message. He's so sweet. He's my favourite guy that I know everything about. And then he sent a message, and you said, "I haven't forgotten about your beer. I think we give you a tribute in the upcoming podcast." Can't remember though. I was blind drunk. That podcast in question was the one with Kat from You're All Right in which Shane wasn't drinking. No, so, I, I, they all kind of start to blur into one. Then, 99% of Let my client speak. Do I, do I get my time in court? Thank you, Your yes. Honour. Uh, and then, so at that point, I then messaged Shane, uh, he, has, uh, sorry, he has absolutely forgotten about your beer, and I'm sorry about that. I then messaged Shane saying, Shane, at least ask for his address and pretend it looks like you're going to buy him a beer. And within 30 fucking seconds, he messaged Kenneth from the Drunk Therapy account saying, what's your address? And would you like to rebut? Well, I will buy Kenneth a beer. I've talked to Kenneth. You said it was on its way. Uh, it was on its way emotionally, but physically I haven't bought it yet. And it's going to have to wait till this payday because I'm broke and I need to buy a camera. <laughs> Kenneth's just sitting in New Zealand right now drinking his emotional beer. Mm-hmm. I love this. It tastes yeah. like sadness. Like, fucking you guys coming up for these competitions where we give people beer. Let's not do that again. Kenneth's sound. He knows where it is. He knows what an unreliable cunt you are, basically. Oh, you guys can fucking... You're the one that came up with the fucking idea. You're the one that's like, we'll give someone a beer. And then it's my job to give Kenneth a beer. Why is it my job to give Kenneth a beer? Kenneth, I'll give you a beer. Because you've said it like 17 times now. (laughs) Whilst sober, but pretending to be drunk. Uh, fuck off. If we're talking about people that have been sober on the podcast, Danny, how many drinks have you had? Yeah, I've just finished my first Stop fucking beer beer shaming people. No, no, but how many beers did you buy? Uh, I bought it's Thursday night. It's three. I bought three. Not enough. Three not beer. enough because the last two hey, podcasts I, you were sober. So I'm not. I'm. You know what, Your Honour, I'd like to hold both of you to the uh, to the stand and ask you. <laughs> we're really, really mixing the terminology here. I called you my client. You said Your Honour. <laughs> well, I thought you were the judge, but no, no. Objection. I'm a little bit upset. <laughs> Overruled. I want a gavel, man. I really want a fucking podcast gavel. There we go. Um, no, but I think we've been drunk therapy forever, 
and we will continue to be drunk therapy, but you can't just go two episodes sober, back to back, like James did for the start, but we gave him shit. If we're going to talk about, like, you know, standing in glass houses and throwing stones, you are being a sober cunt, and you're remembering things, and then you're going, oh, you were sober once. Fuck you, Kenneth, you'll get a beer. Not fuck you, Kenneth. Fuck you, Danny, Kenneth. I'll get you a beer. We're all about shat in the fourth wall, so they were recorded on the same night. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, but still, twice. There was two two podcasts when your words were deadly accurate, and I and you know what I did for the you fucking had, what two beers? No, I, I, had, I, I had I had four beers, <laughs> and I'm about action eighties. Don't be ashamed. I had four beers, and I was tipsy as, and I'm happy with that. It was a Monday night, as you said, but at least I fucking came to the oh, table. Man. I with feel like we're covering beers. old ground here, aren't we? No, yeah. you ranting about people not drinking. No, no, I'm ranting about when you go. Oh, you were sober when you said that. Fuck off. You're sober all the time now. That's what I'm saying. I feel like you guys are as the as the judge, the, the, the and the jury judge. and the persecutioner, <laughs> and the guy that controls the mics and the lawyer as well. Fucking calm your volume down a wee bit. Nah, I just I just think it's drunk therapy. Thank you, Your Honour. And like, I'd like people to get involved and tell me if I'm wrong. But drunk therapy should be drunk people. It shouldn't be like ah. Oh, sometimes we're drunk. Drunk therapy. It's in the name. Sorry, have you listened to the drunk James episode? It absolutely should not. No, just be drunk people. It was good. It was good. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it, and it was funny as fuck. But multiply that by three, and it would be incoherent. <laughs> I just remember from the end of that episode saying that you're buying Fidel Castro's sons a, a present. No, it wasn't have, have you that. Over that? Just the, the, that wasn't even what it was. I said I wasn't buying anyone anything, and you went except Fidel Castro's sons, and I'm still not. I don't even think you knew. About that. <laughs> no, I, I think this originates from a voice message you sent me when you were in Cuba, and uh, you said you'd met the friend of Fidel Castro's no, sons. I'd been at the I'd been at the grave of or the grave site of Fidel Castro, and the tour guide was it was Father's Day the next day, and uh, I forgot to buy one for mine, and um, because you fucking hate them. <laughs> well, it's the other way around. Um, <laughs> The uh, oh. so the day after that was Father's Day and Fidel Castro's sons were coming to see his grave and I went on I gave like a weird passionate message to this guy, about... but not but I'm not about buying him presents. I didn't say yeah I'm gonna buy your sons beers because they tweeted and said that drunk therapy was a good podcast. But I got the... real confused in there. <laughs> so Fidel Castro's sons were dead. And you're <laughs> tweeting them because you're emotional because your dad doesn't like God. Just you go back to buying Kenneth a beer on Amazon right now. Yeah. No, but being drunk is dangerous, though. Um, oh, and yeah. this, this is ground that's been covered by so many people, but you talk a lot of shit when you're drunk. Don't well, you? this this is here's a lovely first segue. So, um, probably the most dangerous thing is is drunk texting or one of the most dangerous things probably like being really drunk and like getting hit by a boss is worse than drunk texting <laughs> but Kat was talking about that Kat who we had in a few weeks ago she put a post out and she said I've already or somebody put out the, in the comments underneath it post transmit you just delete every single drunk text message you send the night before from your, your inbox so you don't need to deal with the consequences <laughs> of who you are and sometimes you forget to do it in a WhatsApp group well I've said before that if I had anything like some sort of superhero ability within me that it was that i never text people when i'm drunk like i was i'm so proud of the fact that i'm confident that i can wake up from a night out and there's nothing on my phone that's embarrassing until we went in that stag do and i spent the first night i think i woke up and i'd been texting mates and a few other people danny was the drunkest i've ever seen him it was a f- it was amazing, but without being, I don't, I genuinely don't remember. The he last only called six hours of the seven night. people a cunt. 
How many? Were they English? <laughs> How many of them were English? <laughs> it was just the groom the whole time. <laughs> it was the fucking uh, the doodecky. I don't remember half of the Friday night, but when I woke up and we'd been putting like cunts who've got us on Instagram, I've seen that James and I were putting like stuff on Insta stories, and I'm trying to find the one just now where I'd <laughs> we were listening to 500 miles in the room, and I just filmed myself like doing what we now call Danny face, and. I can't remember. Lovely cat who'd been on the podcast replied to it about how sinister that it looked. And I need to stall this because I can't find the reply now, which is annoying me. Shed it. Don't save him, James. Don't save it. Come on, Denny. Bring it back. This is this is mirroring the Friday night. Do you know that I really wanted a kebab, but I had to take the cunt home in an Uber. And we I all, booked that Uber. Exactly. I had to take him home <laughs> in the Uber that he booked. But he, we walked to the kebab spot and I said, do you want one? And they just looked at me and went, no, and then spat in my face. Did he actually spit in your face? <laughs> he was so drunk. Man. Did he actually spit? Did you he fucking spit? He was running away. <laughs> there was a, a girl like, just massaging her feet because she'd been on stilettos all night. He just ran away with a girl's shoes. <laughs> he was spitting in my face. The thing is, is that I remember the he last... He shot in someone's doorstep. <laughs> I remember the last half hour, 45 minutes of that night because I do remember when we got the Uber because <laughs> we got the Uber and it cost about £1.50 because it was about a fucking 400 metre journey we get an Uber for. And then when we get into back to the hostel and into bed, I looked at James and James went, "Are you all right, mate?" And I fucking blew, blew chunks, but I tried <laughs> Hold to. You. So I was in the top bunk. So when oh, well, again, this is an amazing story. Again, if we talk about superpowers and all that, so I've lost the power of drunk texting. But the one power I do still have is that I'm really good at this. Is disgusting. I'm not proud of myself for saying this. I'm really good at swallowing sick back down. Oh, so that I. When it's I'm in the top Man you have to be body proud No matter what your body does Don't you I'm in the top bunk I can't be (laughs) (laughs) I'm in the top bunk I can't be arsed Fucking jumping down these stairs And running to the toilet So I looked at James And James went Are you alright mate And my cheeks must have just puffed up Like a fucking Nuclear powered hamster (laughs) And I swallowed 99% of it back down And 1% just sort of dribbled out my mouth a little bit <laughs> onto the sheets so Danny then proceeds that we were in a hostel that had more beds than we needed so Danny then proceeds to go well I've dropped a little bit of vomit I'm sick on my whitey on my fucking bed so I'm going to move beds but and he didn't realise this to the next day Danny took everything that was contaminated with his sick <laughs> with him. He moves to a new bed with the exact reason he's moving to the new bed. I, the only thing that the only thing that there was a bit. You didn't have a fucking pillow, did you? The, the only thing that had a bit of sick on it was the bed sheet, and I proceeded to then use that bed sheet as a pillow for the next three nights. Whilst leaving the duvet cover, which was perfectly the duvet and the duvet cover, which were perfectly clean and free of all whitey. They just sat on that bed empty for the, the rest of the weekend. I um, I got a story like similar to that, and I'm not proud of it, but it just I've got to say it now that you've brought that up. I mean, you shouldn't be proud of any of your stories. <laughs> I um, a couple of years ago, me and my brother, right, we were having Irish coffees, and he's a bit of a fucking, he's a loose unit, like he's a proper, like he's the one that made me teabag my brother, or encouraged me to teabag my brother. So anyway, he's making these Irish coffees, and I'd left this for about 20 minutes. It should be cold by now but you drink it and it still burns going down. So you know it's just so fucking whiskey filled or whatever the fuck he put in it. So an Irish coffee, is it not just one coffee, then you 
stick a bit of whiskey in it and then that's you done that you don't drink them all night do you <laughs> i don't know if you meet to drink them all night we did i mean it sounds stupid it's like all this caffeine fucking hitting you and then all this whiskey it's yeah, like counterproductive liquids but coming it's, at what's you. that fucking coffee cocktail that uh an espresso martini you're only meant to have one or two of them man because coffee is fucking dangerous <laughs> well, i had about seven last time i had those but anyway so we're drinking these all right and i'm like mate i can't drink this anymore it's so strong like genuinely like you know when you're like nothing good will come from this and he's like, ah, oh, you'll be all right, you're right. Gave me another few. I went to a party, came back, and I was sick all over the couch. What, col- the- what colour? That would have been a mean colour, man. Wow. I don't know, and here's why. The fucking dog, I was sick on myself, combed out, fell asleep, and then woke up with a dog licking my face <laughs> and licking my body. A and very, do- very fucking hyperactive dog <laughs> full of coffee. And the dog was going to town, and I woke up and I looked at it, and I cried a tear and went, Thank you so much. <laughs> Why did you make that so poetic at the end? <laughs> and me and the dog got married the following week. I woke up the next day and there was nothing there. He's like, does this room smell funny to you? And I was like, oh, bro, I vomited like a litre on myself and your dog ate it. And he's like, fuck. Are you ever proud? Um, because can we all agree that the chunky sack is shit, but the liquid sack is okay? Like the, I mean, because it does the job. That's the basically tactical whitey in it if you're on a night out you're like I'm fucked but I need to stay out so it's going to be amazing so you go and you do the tactical whitey and it's just like a bucket of liquid that comes out of you yeah that's sometimes not too I'm bad. quite proud of that but when like see if you fall asleep and you actually vomit like yeah not yeah. on purpose chunks are good because it means it's not as smell it's like you know you can clean that up easier like, no you can't clean chunks up easier you can pick them up like it's better than like oh, fucking that's horrible that's like, you chunks know. stink before this fucking really goes down the toilet confessions route uh, I've, uh, I've found that the drunken text message I was talking about so it better I, be fucking awesome it better be probably, the best fucking text we've ever seen we've now officially overhyped it so uh, I there was a somebody was playing 500 miles I was looking down very forlornly and it was like about a 20 second video and can't reply to to the drunk therapy account saying that's some serial killer vibes you've got going on there and I replied saying I don't even try this but James is about to kill my picture (laughs) (laughs) we both looked at this the next day and had no fucking idea what the fuck he was talking about man that same night so before we go before we start this podcast we in our little group chat we put things in that we want to discuss in it so i was going through that tonight writing down all the stuff that we'd written one of which was from that weekend and this isn't me this is james after maybe after i didn't spit in his face he put this so in capital letters he put inner monologue the challenge is when your inner monologue is strong record it and we will dissect its meaning ambition creativity <laughs> happiness sadnesses <laughs> So, uh, what was that all about, mate? Pause, <laughs> mate. I was just snorting a big line of philosophy at that point. I have fucking no idea what I was thinking. You rang me at about four o'clock in the morning. From, from on, the stag? On Monday morning. And you're like, I got two guys for the podcast. Where are you me at? One of them is posh and one of them is not. And I was like, all right. And you're like, how good's that? <laughs> and then you made me talk to them. And I was like, I've got the, I've got the audio in my phone of what these guys said to you. If you give us two wee seconds, I'll find it. This was one of those ones that when I remember they came back to the room fucking very drunk, six in the morning, everything's trying to sleep. What I'll say now whilst James tries to find this audio, this man is a fucking pain in the arse to share a hostel with because he wakes up still drunk at nine in the morning and whilst everyone else is still trying to sleep and quiet, he's the one that's going, 
Hey, hey! <laughs> wow, do you know what's good? Lights. There was a moment on the uh, what I say the Saturday, the Sunday morning. Somebody had been sick in the sink, and James went and just went. Yeah, somebody's been sick in that sink. We need to find out who was sick in that sink. And there's this chilling silence of fucking seven or eight other people just thinking, <laughs> "Shut the fuck up! We don't care." And then he went, Danny. And I went, ah, yeah, one word answers, <laughs> not subtle at all, Danny, yeah, see if your dad was going to die, <laughs> what, what would you, would you speak to him, what would you say to him, and I went, I don't know mate, and that was it, like, the, the most clearly blatant, shut up, people are fucking about to kill you, I'm the same, mate. and then he was still just going like that, yeah, we need to find out who was sick in that sink. Like, like, shut up! Inspector James. Somebody waited in the sink, mate. I, I get to the point where you can't sleep in a hostel room with eight other guys because the smells are too potent, man. And, and it's then, snorry as uh, fuck, eh? Fucking Danny was snoring like a rhino, man. It was fucking horrible. And I'm sure I was the same because I'm bad for the snoring. But you get to a point where you're just sitting there, it's really clammy, there's fucking smells. You know, if I just don't talk my way out of this... Then I'm going to be depressed for the next fucking like five hours as everyone sleeps. But I want you, I want you to hear this. This is the exact message that these two guys sent, and I want to get them on the podcast because they're like they're the one of the posh polar opposites of each other. Yeah. Right. Let me if I can get this uh, to play. Shane, you need to come in drum chapel. You come up drum chapel. No mate, if Callum's recording me. Sorry. Can you let me quiet? No, no, mate, you need to come out to Drum Chapel, mate. We have a good pint of tea. It's about £2.90, mate. Maybe a venom, but it's green. I don't like drinking green drinks, but can't talk to that guy. Hi there, uh, Shane. Listen. <laughs> Listen, Hi Shane. Shit. Shit. Hi there. <laughs> Hi there, Shane. Listen, I would love to take you for an espresso martini in the West End. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Four o'clock in the morning, you're like, what the fuck are they? What's happening here? Is the time I, I ask if the time zone was like mental or different over there? No, it's the same. Yeah, but we're well, one hour ahead, aren't we? Why is they it still are playing? Are they haunting our? Yeah, I uh, I stayed relatively sober the full weekend. I reckon. Like, no, no incidents. You just you can, you, can you stop that? <laughs> Throw the phone, burn the phone. He just loves this whole concept of portion fucking. It's common. like a TV show, so eh? He's like, like <laughs> don't tell him that Downton Abbey's already a thing because it's going to fuck his whole life. Oh, big, big downfall is Drum Chapel's to come, and then Callum comes and going, hi there. He's got, he's got, he's got, um, he's got like. I would love to take you for this a idea drink. about a down and out school kid that's you know on the wrong side of the tracks, but he gets sent to Balea to live with his uncle. Really? We've had a really successful week this week. So we've had a guy who's a fucking. Orwell Prize winning author in we've had the dominatrix in who's been like all over the news today and now we're mooting just like a posh guy and a <laughs> guy I guess so we've, we've officially peaked when it comes to guests on this podcast I'm, I'm with you when it comes to waking up early though because normally hostels don't have a lot of toilets right so you, you, you're hungover as fuck and you know that at some stage the six people in the room that are snoring and stinking like fuck are gonna want to take a shit you do not want to be second or third or fucking fourth when the toilet paper's run out. That's like Armageddon to me. Being like, <laughs> taking a shit at a hostel 
after a bunch of dudes of no toilet paper is literally the biggest fear of my life. It's like, it gives me fucking heebie-jeebies even thinking about it. So I'm up early anyway. Because I'm like, I can take a shit. I'll take, talking. I'll take two shits before you guys even have the chance. Oh, you, I'll like yeah, fucking... That's like challenging yourself. <laughs> I'll do it, mate. I can prove you wrong. You think I can't do two shits? I'll do two shits. And I'll keep the toilet paper and I'll sell it to you, cunts. <laughs> this is... That's horrible. That, that descended. <laughs> to veer away slightly from this, what is your closest thing you have to a superpower then, Shane? Like if, if mine's was initially... Not drunk texting, but I've blown that now. So, what what have you got that you think's close to a superpower? I honestly have this unnecessarily high confidence level. <laughs> like it, it 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 blows my mind. I can't remember the last time I got into a situation and went, "This fucking sucks. I can't do it." I don't know why. I, I just have a massive opinion of myself. <laughs> that's, that's it, basically. I've got, and they put me in any social situation, and especially because I'm in Scotland. I fucking nail it. I'll I mean, fucking the, hit that shit for six. The guy's confident enough to sell shitty toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> he's, co- he's confident enough to sell narcissism as a superpower. No, I'm not. I'm not going to shit on the toilet paper and then sell it. I'm just going to fucking sell the clean stuff. I've uh, I've moved on to, and this is bad for the environment stuff. But wet wipes, flushable wet wipes. <laughs> I don't like them. When my uh, my nephew was really young, there was always wet wipes in our in our house when I still live with my mum and dad. I'd always go for them because one wipe a wet wipe in your ass is fucking well, clean, clean as fuck. It and then you use a, a bit of toilet paper to, to dry, dry it. Dry it. Yeah. yeah, it's a good system in place. I don't know why. I use probably a quarter of a roll of toilet paper per shit. I love how we tried to seg away from this, but we came right <laughs> back. <laughs> back, <laughs> back. <laughs> it's because you brought up wet wipes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that too much? And should I be that's worried? That's far too much. It's how much? Dry. How many what? Like, I, that's how you bleed out your arse because you're do using you, too do much you double, toilet paper. I, I go you, one, two, three. Yeah, wrap it around your hand. Yeah, that's not a quarter. It's probably three you're, times. No, but I do that. I do. I do paper. that seven times. <laughs> so I wipe my ass seven times. Is that is that normal? It's a bit OCD if you don't have to do it. Yeah. Oh, I think it. I, I don't know. That's your I, superpower is wasting toilet paper. <laughs> if you ask my girlfriend, she'd say the exact same thing. Do you guys um, stand or sit when wiping? I am. Um, I sit for the Doesn't first one. Doesn't seem like a question you think about. <laughs> really? I thought that a lot of people think about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you do. I stand. I, I, I sit and stand. My mate Sam goes between. You have a mate like, Sam coming doing a shake. <laughs> he goes between. Your ass cheeks. And no, no, no. He just watches him shake. You pay him, you pay him uh, like a, a monthly fee and he comes twice a week. No, um. <laughs> He, on himself. Does he come out his arse? <laughs> no, he's not that talented. He doesn't have that superpower. He goes, like, in front of his junk, beside his balls, and wipes that way. And he's like, trust me, you'll never wipe, like, normally ever again. I'm like, mate, you sound like a fucking, nah. fucking, you sound like one of those dudes that have murdered people and going, oh, man, you know what's good? Murder. Do it. It's the best thrill. I don't know. I've tried it. I can't do it. Mm. I don't um, think that, that that would be... The best approach. That's barbaric. It's, <laughs> it's the opportunity for disastrous results there if you've got a wee bit of a peanut butter chunky situation on the go. Right. Yeah. Come on. Next. <laughs> We're done. So one last thing that I'd say about Poland um, when we were there. There was a moment on the... <laughs> nice segue from wiping your ass to Poland. <laughs> go, one, go, go. <laughs> One last thing that I'd say about Poland um, was there was a moment on the we Monday. We never clarified once we were in Poland. But was, <laughs> so we were in Poland. So One we last in, thing about Poland. One last thing about Poland and the stag and being there. So 
everyone that's been asked, knows that you spend about maybe uh, two or three days just fucking drinking solidly, eating shit, you know, not sleeping. And there was a moment we were walking past this little ice cream truck. And I, I don't know how <laughs> how seriously Danny took this, but I turned around to him. I went, mate, just, just can you please just talk to me? Can you just talk to me? Keep keep me right, because at that moment in my head, I was I was so adamant that I was going to die. Like I'd felt palpitations coming out of my body. I could feel my head kind of swaying a wee bit. Like the the top of my forehead was starting to trickle a bit, but I sweat and I'm, I had this overwhelming sense that I was going to die. Yeah, like, I, it was like a panic. The only the only time that I'd had something properly similar to it, I was with this cunt in a Burger King <laughs> ten years ago. You know where my eyes rolled up to the back of my head like the Undertaker, <laughs> and I blacked out for like thirty seconds. <laughs> my mum and dad had to come and pick me up and take me home. <laughs> Because this cunt was so ineffective at dealing with the situation. I just started laughing. <laughs> no, that's not true. I did. Well, I remember, right, firstly, I remember that moment in Poland. Because if I was burst as well, I was fucked. And the first time he said it, I think I just went, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Something like just nonsense. And then the second time he said it, it was, you meant it. Like, I knew, and I was like, for fuck's sake, I need to speak to this cunt. And I can't be arsed. Because he's fucking kept me awake since nine o'clock this morning <laughs> talking about some cunt spewing in a sink. Well, that, that, which probably resulted in me, you know, having no sleep and been drinking and all that resulted in me feeling this way. But I was so fucking anxious that I, I was going to die. It's the fear. I, I, Is it just the fear? It was. This was beyond ah, the fear. The fear magnet. Yeah, the fear squared. It's like, <laughs> the, yeah, it's because I think I get it when I'm hungover as well. Not to that full on extent, but the moment the cold sweats break out and you maybe need to be sick. You know fine well what it is, but you still can't help yourself going full hypochondriac and thinking, oh, maybe I'm, I'm about to like fucking throw up an internal organ or something. <laughs> Genuinely, I was, I, was, I was to the point where I was like, lights out, that's it. I'm walking through Poland right now and these guys are all with me and they'll, they'll be going on to the rest of their life and that's me, I'm done. I'm done. I don't even have health insurance. How much is this going to cost my parents? <laughs> I was going to say... Health insurance, like travel insurance. I, I was going to say the exact same thing because we, <laughs> later on that day, I think you'd already gone back and I was really struggling with this, maybe the second drink. And I said, right, I need to go back. And that was literally what was going through my head was, fuck, I never got health insurance for this. I never got travel insurance. And if I end up fucking blacking out, it's going to cost me a fortune. And then I need to go home and I need to go. Because it ended up, there was about four of us had to like, in the room at maybe four or five o'clock. So we were just done. We were fucked. Uh, it was fucked. It was a heavy I before. thought the exact same thing. But then again, you and I probably aren't the best measurements. For, I don't think you You ever felt like that? Oh, what like you were going to die because of the alcohol and the the <laughs> night out had just broken you so much that in your head, and I, I I genuinely feel like there's there's people that are more susceptible to this than others because they they have anxiety and they have mental health problems, so their mind just immediately jumps to a darker place. But have you ever felt like that? I don't think I have. We were always kind of. Like, it's the family joke that dad drinks every day and mum binge drinks, so us kids binge drink every day. So, like, we never had the chance to feel sorry for ourselves in a hangover. You know what I mean? Like, the fear's bad, but mum's like, oh, well, go for a run. Like, that's the kind of shit we got growing up. It was like, you made your own bed, now you fucking sleep in it. So, like, I... That's abuse, man, isn't it? It's all coming out now. <laughs> that's that's abuse of childhood. It's the, the worst day. And but, that voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That you go for a run! <laughs> you, you. There was one time I got kicked out of school, I got suspended from school, and mum let me go for a surf. It was fucking awesome. But Because um, she wanted you to drown. 
<laughs> nah, my parents love me. Hard out. Um, nah, not really. That's I was crossing the line with him, isn't it? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that? Yeah, no. That was a real don't, cool don't cross <laughs> moment. Sorry, I accused your parents. I kill you, fuck's sake. She used to put me under the floorboards. Oh, my mummy loves me. She just hits me when she's angry. When I dress up like mum, she loves me. Did you guys even get your mouth washed out with soap? No. Oh, my 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 mum. No. And- do you know why? Because we're not characters in the Beano, mate. Let, let, this, let this run because we're, we're finding out loads here. Inadvertently, so. So like, it was always the threat in my family. I don't know if anyone ever had their mouth washed out with soap, but say that again, I wash your mouth out with soap was like. The it's threat. A threat. I know yeah, it's no, a threat. But, but when I was four, I was like really jealous that everyone got their mouth washed out of soap, but I didn't. So I went and brushed my teeth with soap. Shit. Wouldn't so, recommend it. You sound like you grew up in a house where I would be scared to drop soap. So <laughs> I'm not surprised I keep it in your mouth. No, I'm the uh, predator in the family. It's nice to know that his idiocy started at four years old as uh, well, isn't yeah. it? Those so, fucking dove soap cells just went straight to his brain and never recovered from it. <laughs> So you've never felt like that? Not even when you've been removed from, you went travelling, right? So you're in Thailand, it's just you and your mates and you're so far away from your fucking house and you've just downed so many Thai beers. I've, I mean, I've I've had proper hangovers where I've been like sweating, vomiting, like feel like crying. What's the darkest place you've went in your head when you've been hungover? Uh, gen- <laughs> it's generally not that dark at all. Just like. I think like the most like the shittest Muppets film. <laughs> just went, like maybe Muppets Most Wanted nah, as opposed like, to the, Muppets Christmas Carol's like the, the best one. The worst thing for like for me when I'm hungover is if I don't leave the house, I fucking like by about four o'clock in the afternoon just start like beating myself up. Like what have you done, you fucking lazy cunt? We all beat ourselves off when we're hungover, mate. I think I'm giving up masturbation, by the way. No, you're not. That's a lie. Next topic. <laughs> I think everyone we've had in recently, well, not everyone, but a few, a few people have been like, I turned to pornography and I was like, I don't touch myself that often, but... So you're taking, taking lessons and like trying to adapt them into your life from some of the guests we've had? Yeah, I think that's what everyone should do, but so I don't when know. When was the last time you did masturbate? Three weeks ago. Nice. And this week I've had sex about six times. I'm sure your girlfriend doesn't really want that to come out. Ah, it was the catch. (laughs) This is what was known in 2013 as a humble brag. Yeah. Well, no, but it's, 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 I've it's, given up wanking, but I've had sex six times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mod, modest as always. Modest as always. Oh, well, no, I'm just saying. Well, no, you guys asked how I was fucking reacting to it. That was the answer, I guess. I have mm. had more sex than I normally would have, I guess. Cool. I, I don't so believe I thought. You, are you trying to say that in, in respect to your sex life, the masturbation was dull in your sex drive with your missus? No, I don't think so. It's just I'd never, if I'd gone i got home i'm tired neither of us can be fucked trying anything i'll go oh, i'll just go squish the sausage <laughs> stroke the salami or whatever we've, we've moved on. On. We've we've moved on. On. no more shite talk we're done with shite. no not that and then you just kind of go oh cool and go to sleep whereas now i'm like i'm gonna put some moves on and then you're like you know what i might put on a sexy playlist even though we're both about to go to sleep and then you're like hey like that that's, that's the what way was, I make love. <laughs> what, what was that sexy song for the sexy playlist there? Oh, there's just a whole playlist for them. Sexual healing starts with that. 
just the Muppets soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's time to light the music. It's time to start the night. It's time to take your pants off for the Shane show tonight. Da, 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 da. I'm finished. I'm so glad you knew I'm up at songs there. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know what I was going I fucked the first two lines, but I think I recovered the comedy just at the very end. Funny you say that because the first two lines is usually all I last as well. It's so. time to start the music. It's time to light the nights. It's time to put on a makeup for the Muppet show tonight. You should actually try and do it seductively. If, you, if, you, if you're saying that's the song I listen to, do it. Go. Uh, no. no. Fucked no. it. Fucked it. Shit no, no. the bed, you pussy. Um, wait, just uh, quickly. Do you guys, what are your thoughts on a drunk therapy subcrawl? Love it, mate. Ah, fine. You sort it. Well, fucking no. I'm not going to go and organise a subcrawl if you're like, yeah. never been in one, never appealed to me. Mate, have you actually never been on a subcrawl? They look shite. Have you been on a pub crawl? Nope, look shite. Fuck me, you're about you know as what? fun as cancer. Do you Jesus, know what? I don't have fun. I don't organise it. I just go out and have a good time. I don't need to force it. I find a photo to photo bomb and look sad in the background. No, we should do a fucking subcrawl, and you should be in charge of like running it. Fuck off, no. <laughs> that stag do that you spoke about a few weeks ago just sounded like the fucking hardest thing in the world with actors handing out shots and stuff. Oh, that no. was the point where I thought. I never want to organise anything, ever. That sounds shit. No, you don't... A subcrawl, literally all you have to do is go, hey guys, this is the way we're going, but these are the pubs That's we're more effort than just saying, hi everyone, why don't we meet in this one venue and do the exact same thing? Because there's no adventure. It's not It's not the destination, it's the journey that you go. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking motivational you quote. You hey. didn't sell it to me. <laughs> I'll give you another go. Do you know what subcrawls are good for? It's just, um, it's usually... Getting hit by trains. Mm, you, it's very difficult, I think, to get hit by a train. Our, yeah. sub, our subway system in Glasgow. Subcrawls are good because it usually brings a collection of random people together and don't you get like to strangers. know. You, <laughs> That's Danny's like, outlook on life. Eh? Don't like strangers. Mate, strangers are only friends we haven't met yet. <laughs> right, so this is, this is a democracy. It's you, Shane, James, I, Danny, you. No, you've had your time as judge. No, but what I'm saying is, but it's, it's us three, but it's also the listeners, right? And it, what we'll do is we'll throw us out as a poll and say, does anyone want to join us in a sub crawl? And we'll give it the old 50 50 treatment and see who gets the vote. It'll be a referendum of sorts. And if the public want to go on a drunk therapy sub crawl, I'm all for it. If they don't, then we can just all go to a pub and now, get people to send us drinks from Weatherspoons or something. Far be it from me. <laughs> I like that idea as well. <laughs> far be it from me to be the cynical one, because I know I'm not usually, but I'm going to hazard a guess that a lot of people are going to vote overwhelmingly for yes and then not come, because that's the way these things work. But you only yeah, need... Even if you have like eight people, that's it. Mate, eight people's fucking amazing. You only need five to eight people. We only have four listeners. But bring along... Oh, Mark Dallas, come along. Nope. Yeah, I mean, you'll definitely <laughs> come on. Do, just get Hello, to the Mark. Back. <laughs> Hello, Mark. Um, Sean McDonald might come. Uh, Loki? Yeah, I mean, they Me, could. They recovering know. alcoholic might not want to spend a day drinking with us cunts. <laughs> as long as it's after August, because he's busy in August. Do you remember when we had Magana, Magara, uh, the, the dominatrix, and then she was a reformed alcoholic as well. She doesn't drink. And um, I was like, come on the podcast. And you're like, Mate, she doesn't drink, and I was like, ah, you could come and referee. Like, it doesn't mean you shouldn't invite people. If you have people, mates that can't drink, if if they're all right with it, bring them along. I had a mate back home who, who wouldn't, who didn't drink, didn't wasn't like nowadays you'd be on a podcast and tell everyone you don't drink, but he just gave up drinking. But he hated when people didn't invite him to shit because he was like, he's like, like I can 
watch you have a drink. I don't that need to have awful. a drink. That sounds worse than yeah. the <laughs> I mean, it sounds rubbish, but he liked coming along and he could always drive. It was awesome. So I just always think, fuck it, people don't have to drink to enjoy a sub crawl. I mean, probably Well, helps. do you know what? That's, that's a valid point, isn't it? It's the, well, the premise of a sub crawl is going to, what, 15 different pubs and getting a drink, right? But it's maybe bucking the trend and changing that a little bit and saying, well, we'll be a different sub crawl where we're going to bring a mixed company and we're just going to have a good time. The focus is not going to be in getting fucking completely lettered. It's just having a good time whether you drink or you don't. Let's just bring good cunts together. And they could maybe nominate drinks if they don't want to drink, or we don't have to that's make drinking a thing. That's giving someone a <laughs> job, <laughs> man. That's giving someone a job. This is where my problem comes, is games and dares, and you just have fun and have a what drink. What were your kids' parties like as a like, What were your parties like as a kid? sober, mate, because I was a child. It wasn't a kid's birthday party where I was like, ah, oh, the clown dropped the ball, shouldn't he take three fingers now? Not off the clown. Out rum and coke. One of the ballsiest thing I've ever seen was at a kids' party, right? And do you ever remember those McDonald's parties? You'll remember the Springburn McDonald's had a yes. dedicated uh, yeah, little yeah, yeah. box area, <laughs> and it was primary six. It was the it, it was the exact day that Scotland drew one one with Norway World in Cup the World Cup in nineteen ninety eight. So it was primary six, wasn't it? Primary seven, maybe. This guy called Michael Nakanechny, right? Brilliant name. Was <laughs> <laughs> trying to spell it. Was having a birthday party and the whole class was there, right? So I was there. The whole class, minus one guy. And I actually think he might have been his cousin or something, maybe. But he didn't get invited because they'd fallen out. But he turned up and he sat and he ate a McDonald's <laughs> outside the fucking glass door, just looking in. It was like the ballsiest thing in the world. It was like this primary seven fucking... <laughs> And, and that's, that's me at the sub crawl. Danny's <laughs> just chasing you know, every pub, but you're I'll just the... stay at the first bar and I'll meet you at the end, but I'll secretly stand oh. outside the window. With binoculars, I can just imagine nah, you I just, 50 paces behind. Just... Something that I just don't get is organised fun, like pub crawls and sub crawls and pub golf. And stupid games. All right, mate. Right, you know what? I'm going to kill it dead there. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll sort the we'll sort the sub crawl stuff out. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. We'll definitely do it. We'll bring <laughs> definitely going to do it because people are going to vote yes because they know how much. I'll Danny take. I'll take me a lot. People are going to vote yes and not turn up. And do you know what? It'll take me a lot of WhatsApp hours, but I'll get Danny to come. You know, I'll just need to send them like... What were your amazing persuasive powers? <laughs> I was, was going to say that I'll beat you down just by fucking sending you pictures of my cat every two minutes. Send you a picture of my testicles again. <laughs> See the guy that I was talking about from school there? And it shouldn't be funny, but he pushed a teacher to the limit so much that she pushed him from the whole side of the class, like, aggressively... And shouted at him. And <laughs> he ran away crying. <laughs> you could see him from the window. They just grabbed his bag and he'd ran all the way out. <laughs> it was the fucking saddest but most entertaining thing I've ever seen. And that's Schools. the thing as well. Kids are grass and wee bastards as well. So there's no getting away with that if you're a teacher. Because the kids all, all immediately went... Oi, 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 chips and macaroni. I've never heard that. Never heard that. <laughs> but I, I agree with the premise that kids are grassies. Um, but also, but, kids won't let you forget that. Like, if you're the kid that ran away crying, they'll be like, oh, pushy, pushy cry boy. I was thinking more of the teacher, you know, <laughs> like, the teacher pushing the fucking. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. the kids are cunts. So, like, we are. They're fucking uh, we're real cunts, man. We, the amount of teachers we don't made say, cry. Don't say we were in our 30s now. We, yeah, no, but like the I amount of teachers in high school that we made cry and leave the class because we just were bored and we they showed weakness. Like kids are like, high school is like Lord of the fucking Flies. And like I like when people go, oh, would you ever be a teacher? I'm like, with high school kids? 
fuck off. I'll I, punch them all. I reduced the teacher to, 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 again, clarify, it was never that bad a child in school, but I reduced the teacher to tears once in six year, and I have no remorse. It's still one of the funniest things that I've done because I stole the remote control for the telly and she put on a video and I proceeded to just press stop and play constantly yeah. on this thing <laughs> to the point where she turned around to this kid and went like that, you've got one of those watches on, like one of those digital watches, <laughs> and you're stopping it. I know that's you. I know you're doing it. And this kid, like, this guy's going, it's genuinely not me. Like, I will sit with my hand up and you can see that it's not me doing it with my watch. And <laughs> she, <laughs> she went, I know it's you. So she pressed play. And what what she did is that I was letting her walk all the way up to the back of the class before I pressed stop again. So she walked all the way back up to the, to the back of the class and I pressed stop. And she said to the kids, she went, right, look, just go for a walk. Why don't you just leave the class for a few minutes, just go for a walk and come back. So of course you don't press the button once whilst the kid's going for a walk. You just let that kid walk around and you let that play, that tape play. The second that wee cunt comes back in your room and sits down, Dink, stop the tape. It's like <laughs> so she went up to the video and pressed play. And the second she pressed play, I pressed stop. And this went on maybe five or six times where it just went play, stop, play, stop, play, stop, play. And then you could see her like go and like start to kind of well up a bit. Did not give a fuck. Like one of the funniest things that so I've What happened in high to the school. boy? That- uh, well, she couldn't prove anything because she just. But at no point did she ever go. Is there a remote control for this fucker coming <laughs> into it? Like, is there not a remote control? Was for she this old TV? though? Did she not she like, was, really she even was know old, about them? She was an old substitute teacher, but we're still talking about the days where. It was a television on wheels. You wheeled it <laughs> yeah. in. Aye, it was, it was, it was pretty was exciting when that happened. It wasn't a DVD like player. fucking Christmas, eh? It was yeah. a VCR, but remote controls were a well-established thing by this point. But you, you imagine, though, like even just in your normal job, anyone that's listening, and I kind of feel this, there's days where you just feel battered and bruised, right? But no one's more battered than bruised than a fucking teacher. Maybe nurses <laughs> and doctors, <laughs> right? But they just get abuse every uh, single day. So someone that's in their late 40s, they're not going to think about a remote. They're just going to go, some wee bastards are ruining my fucking life right now. And I'm just going to make up a story about how you guys watch. <laughs> the doctor said I'm not allowed to punch any fucking more children, so I've got to breathe through it. Remember it's, your exercises, Joan. Remember your exercises. The job I, I, mean, I kind of tried, I suppose, for six months as a teaching assistant, but... See when people moan about oh teaching's easy, you just you're off all the time and this, that and the next thing, and you go, You fucking try it, cunt. <laughs> See when they get six weeks off, these fuckers deserve it. Like they really, really, really deserve the holidays they I get. And it's probably not enough. They're dealing with your bastard, awful, spoiled child <laughs> that is a fucking wee dick and is stupid. And then when it's your fault when they're stupid and they can't pass it's not the parents' fault for letting them sit in an iPad or fucking do whatever all night, not do the homework. It's the teacher's fault. And yeah, Dude, well done, teachers. You, made, you. you made a good point there as well. You imagine having to mark 30 kids' homework. That's just primary. If you're doing like secondary teaching, you got upwards of 120 if you've got, you know, different See, years. Stuff, Every yeah. single day and they're just getting it wrong. You imagine that year after year and you're like, how the fuck are they and so it, stupid? And if and you leave a negative comment, you leave the negative comment saying, well, that's really poor, you should have done better. The teacher's coming up and saying, well, it's your job to make them intelligent, canto. It's not ever like, right, child, now you study, but something's wrong. It's, yeah, it's fucked up. It's, damn, team teacher here. I remember I nearly f- had a fight with my PE teacher. 
Ah, PE teachers, I don't, at least in New Zealand, PE teachers were just pissed off rugby players that never made it, but they were still like... You're not going to fucking fight with a pissed off rugby player. I know, that's the thing. Like They were like, they were pissed off rugby players that never made it, but they would still beat the shit out of you as a 15-year-old, and they were like, you know, 32 and had abs and were like, you know... They were like that, and you could tell they were just fucking lads as well. They were like, you'd catch them like talking to other PE teachers about, oh, you know, shag this. Like, they're the, like the absolute Are lads. Are you about to say the shag students? No, no, they shag like this girl on the weekend, you know, not a, not a student, but fucking, oh, and then had a fight with this other person. It's just like that real fucking, at a, at a high school, they are like cavemen. They're the ones that are immediately accused of being pedophiles as well, PE teachers. There's no other teacher other than Pete because it's oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the PE teacher that watches you get changed, and it, it's never true. But. Everyone said that about Mister Tom's. <laughs> oh, Mister yeah. Tom's walking in again, looking at the boys. <laughs> mm, is he? But Mister Harrison Wanker, he uh, he made me change my picture. So I was in the library, and we had computers by then. And you had your logins, and in my background desktop picture was. Do you remember that picture of Tupac and Biggie and the both of them were putting their fingers up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle fingers. And I was fucking real proud of that because I was into hip-hop. I was a rapper. I was like, this is my credibility. Fuck you guys. Fuck the system. And he came in one day and he was like, what's that? Take that off. I was like, nope. He was like, take that off. I was like, nope. And I was... I was almost saying to him, you have no jurisdiction here. <laughs> Get back down to your fucking PA. And he's like, no. Nah. And then he, he uh, so he pissed me off enough at that point that he got my head a year and she made me do it. And then I was down at a football game following week with my mate. He was playing and I must have shouted something and he came right over and he went, if I was your mother, I would be ashamed of you. And I just went, right, it's fucking on. I went, Listen, let's just fucking go for it then. Let's let's have a fight. I was like a wee seventeen year old guy trying to fight this fucking grown man who was my, you know, superior and fucking like teacher sense. What what did he teach though? Was he a PE? Kickboxing. I think I could have taken him, but my mate pulled me away and went, Mate, he's not worth it. That kind of thing. I'm trying to not worth it, man. But PE teachers in my opinion were always assholes, man. <laughs> you know it's quite funny. I'm not but saying all PE teachers are assholes, by the way. My my girlfriend's best mate is a PE teacher and she's really nice. We um fucking our computer teachers and we grew up when fucking computers were new and like we were kind of new the innovations before the computer teachers and shit. We had this real smart kid in our class and computers that locked the teacher out, like took away her access to all the computers. One one zero 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 one one zero. Yeah, yeah, it was like proper like fucking binary shit. And like yeah, like the teacher like. Because, like, there was, like, the first few days people would be like, look, boobs, ha, 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 ha. And, like, then that got banned. And the teacher could kind of ban whatever they wanted and just shut down computers. And this kid just made it so they had no access to computers for about two weeks. And, like, no one knew – we all the students knew who it was. But they were like, if you tell us who has done this to our computer, we won't be angry. We won't be ang- – you won't be in trouble. Whoever tells us will be okay. Did they blame it on a kid with a digital watch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shoot, if your digital watch, isn't it? <laughs> That's mental though that teachers the, the, there's going to be a sh- there must be a shift as well. See for the older teachers with social media and everything and the capabilities with with kids with their phones. How do you police that? You're not going to police a full classroom full of phones and everyone talking to each other during class. I mean, we we got into trouble when we whispered like, "Hey, man, are you 
fucking let's answer to that. You could literally just send the answers to every single question. Think like, just before, just as I was finishing school, so mobile phones, everyone was starting to have a mobile fuck, this makes us sound old cunts. <laughs> but everyone was just starting to have a mobile the phone. I. <laughs> and I had the Nokia eighty three ten. And the big thing about the Nokia eighty three ten was it had an FM radio on it. So I would listen to uh it was fucking beat one oh six ironically enough and uh, mm, the, the reason he says that is we record in the studios that owns the license for beat 106 and, uh, yeah i would run the headphones down my shirt sleeve and sit with my left hand on my ear and listen to the radio all day in school and teachers aren't thinking some cunts got a fucking portable radio on them so you never get <laughs> caught but think about now where they can be sitting fucking WhatsApp in each other, they can be playing any tune they want on Spotify, they can be taking fucking pictures of anything they like as well. They can be filming the Fuck teacher. That, man. They can be filming the teacher when the teacher's at the worst because the teacher's not going to be on their best behaviour at all time. Yeah. Whether that be they, they're a wee bit lazy, they walk in hungover, so they fucking, they're sitting, you know, at their desk and they've got their hand, head in their hands or they get angry at someone. If someone captures that, then your career's fucked. But what I was going to say is see if you're the smartest student in the room, you could be industrious and charge certain students that aren't as good as you a certain price, like maybe a £10 a month for a class, like French class, for instance, right? So I'm really good at French. You guys pay me a tenner a month direct debit, and in that class, I'll write every single answer, every single time on WhatsApp. I'll create a WhatsApp group, and we're all going to pass it. That's the sort of industrious fucking characters I want to see. We've spoke before. I think it was with the Rebel City guys. We spoke about the fact that I used to sell pirate videos mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah, so it's we've like moved on. We've developed that. Yeah, <laughs> the Dell Boyism is like if you're not selling drugs in school, then do that. Create a WhatsApp group and give away all the answers. For a while, I was selling. We had these things called homework detention. So it's like you got a detention if you were bad. You had to like stay in and fucking pick up rubbish or some shit. Um, but if you got a homework detention, you just had to write out these 12 fucking paragraphs. It was like size 8 font, and it took up a whole page, and it was just such ass. I can almost remember it in my head. It's like, in a school so of... So is it like a punishment exercise? Yeah, so you'd have to do it like... I must a, not fuck around with it's like the that. teacher's blackboard You pen. had to write it, basically like that, you had to write it on another piece of paper. Lines. And yeah, you had to write lines, and you had to bring it in the next day. Did you, did you do it then? Did you do the system where because we, we had to we had to say the same sentence like thirty two times? So I was. Did you have you a, use a ruler to do I at the you start? Like, I and the then instead down. of writing the full <laughs> sentence out, you were just like must 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 yeah, must must yeah. must not 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 not. It's the most tedious thing in the world. To be fair, I would take a punishment exercise of like ten of them if someone said you could get a day off work now. <laughs> yes, there was a fantastic urban myth in our school that the day you turned sixteen, you were allowed to sign your own punishment exercises because you were now like, allowed to be your own legal guardian and everyone tried it and immediately just went nah listen you cunt what the fuck are you trying to achieve so this was and i'll let you get back to your story in a wee second but this is what happened over in scotland at least if you got a punishment exercise then you had to take it home you had to explain it to your parents and they had to sign it yeah to, as a record right and i don't know how they could police that because they didn't have a record of your parents signature <laughs> so you could probably wrote it your, oh. written it yourself but i remember i used to go across the road to a woman called sandra who was just really sound and ask her to sign my pony exercise because there i'm was... not telling my fucking mum and dad because they were like disciplinarians when it came to that stuff they didn't want us fucking around in school and she used to sign it and they bought it and there was no questions asked yeah when i but i didn't very very rarely went to school i think it was second year my attendance record was late 50s early 60s in the percentage of attendance and the mistake the school made was when they sent a letter home they put the stamp 
of the school on it. So my dad's away working. I'm not at school. And I go, oh, look, there's another attendance letter. And just open it. Oh, yeah, Daniel's not been in for the last X amount of days. Cool. So that's my cue to go in the next day. I need to go in because there's been a letter sent home. And there was a boy. I remember his name, Michael Farker. He was <laughs> he was my mum. He was my mum's signature for five years. And because he was quite, art- I don't know why, because he was artistic. <laughs> he was the one. He, that he took a calligraphy <laughs> class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and I would just go, look, I've got this letter. And he would sign it in my mum's name because there was never any record of my mum's signature done that from second year right through to sixth year never once caught dog in it we didn't ever have to yeah you're right they never had a fucking and there's the heck that they they that line of fear that they rule with but they never like you never think about they don't know what my parents signature looked like we had a form class right so every morning you went into this class and they did the school notices and stuff and it was you had people from every age group in, in high school so it was meant to you know give you old friends and you'd help the little kids and stuff and one day on like the second day a guy called Barney, he's fucking hilarious. He came up to me and went... Big dinosaur. He's like, just make up your signature and then stick with it. So I never got mum to sign anything because I, I didn't trust mum to sign anything. Cause I wouldn't trust your mum after what you my, said. There, mine no. was just B, squiggle. And like every time I just go B, squiggle. And it didn't even look like any letters, but the more it doesn't look like a word, they go, that's a signature. That's, that's the sort of friend that you need in life. Someone that just that tells guy, you... That guy that just comes in the first days and goes, listen, wee man. Just sign it yourself. <laughs> they they're not know. gonna place that. They're not gonna come home with you. Yeah. They're not gonna do that. They're not gonna keep a level of how many punishment exercises. Knowing what we know as an adult now, you would have to be a very organized person to yeah. even borrow with that shit. I am. Um, I used to do homework detentions for people because I had carbon paper, which is you know what carbon paper is you write tracing paper. Yeah, tracing paper. We'll write it down on the next page as well. So I'd do maybe I got really quick at writing this. And I'd do it while I was on MSN to people or I was doing whatever. I'd, um, I'd just write four or five out and I'd sell them at school the next day for $3. And $3 at a high school in those days, so that's about a pound fifty. was you, if you had $3 a day. That's your you, lunch, man. You were a yeah, fucking yeah. baller. Like if you were buying lunch every day for $3, whew, you were doing all right. And I was, um, I didn't sell them every day, but some days I'd be walking away with like 12, 12 quid cash in hand. Shit, that's ah, fucking good. <laughs> Jay Z for a wee bit. I read those stories of the the kids that started businesses from just selling confectionery in their school because their school doesn't have a tuck shop. Yeah, and you're like, I earn three grand a week from my <laughs> seven school business in Yorkshire, and I'm like, that's a wee guy I wish I was, yeah. rather than the wee arsehole that just wanted to come home and listen to hip hop music or play with, <laughs> play with wrestling figures. Oh, man. I, I had at one stage seventy. Wrestling figures. Seventy. Same, same in a couple of rings. Like and I was fourteen at the time. That's not cool, mate. That is, even in the attitude era. <laughs> that's not cool. Can't say it was something I ever owned for wrestling figures. I got to the stage I might have been fourteen, might have been fifteen. I remember being like, Bro, you are far too old to have and continue to buy well, it as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, putting your own fucking fights. So once you get older you put them in hardcore matches, so it's fine. Like, yeah, it's a bit more R eighty. Yeah, yeah. I, I just remember thinking to myself, fuck bro. You you cannot let anyone know about this because any street cred you may or may not have will be fucking out the window. They didn't mean the dude that's known to the whole school that plays of toys. But the strange thing is now, and I again, I didn't play, but I didn't really. Once I discovered PlayStation, that was it. Toys were just a forgotten fucking thing. But if you were to put wrestling figures in my flat right this second, so I came home from tonight's recording and there was wrestling figures sitting there. 
I'd totally start playing with them. <laughs> like, I would totally put on little matches and all that stuff because you, you actually want to be a kid again almost. It's yeah. a throwback, isn't it? It's that nostalgia kick. I bought my little nephew four figures for his birthday the other day. And at, at that point, I thought, right, so he's eight now. At least I think he's eight. Uh, I went, is that? That's no age. That's no age to be playing with wrestling figures. And then I went, well, you're six years older than that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I really, really hope he enjoys it. How much is fucking, how much are four figures worth there? It was uh, a thousand a, pounds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got them handmade by Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they were, they were on special, mate. They were like two for a tenner or something. Ah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, I thought but both my nephews, they've, they've been and gone from the wrestling phase, probably like you and I should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we but paid yeah, like a grand to go to they, WrestleMania. They played with ago. them, and I think my youngest nephew still plays with Lego and like, hands-on toys, but I was never into... That was it. I, had a, I think I got a Mega Drive when I was about four or five. That was it. It was only ever computer games, even though they're kind of shite now and I don't play them anymore, but... Yeah, I was the same, man. I spent about two years from when I was 14 to about 16. Other than a few Saturdays out, I spent two years just playing the PlayStation and listening to hip-hop and possibly reading wrestling magazines that whole time. Because you, you could chip your PlayStations. So it was a case of you got a, either, was it a PlayStation 2? I got PlayStation chip. 1 was when you first could chip the them. PlayStation 1, I got, it was a cheat cartridge and you plugged it into the back and there was this thing that you swapped the disc over and that was you. You were fucking plain sailing, good to go. PlayStation 2 was just an out and out chip. But the bar is, you could go and I remember the, the, there was these kids that would give you a list and say it was a fiver for one game. And I would just get, like, I would go to the bars and get games, and that would be it. Like, it doesn't matter how shit this game is. It cost me a fiver. I don't give a fuck. I always heard about the chat. Um, PlayStations, I never had one. I wanted one, but I, n- I never got it. Um, the last thing in this podcast that I'll leave you guys with is a representation of my love for computer games versus the impoverished background I came from. And I, I'm still waiting for this. <laughs> When I was about six years old, I remember I got all my birthday money. Maybe it was seven years old. Game Boys were out then, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember ordering a, <laughs> I remember ordering a video game from the catalogue and waiting for weeks for this to come through. My mum and dad had collected all my money off people, but we were that poor that they'd collected the money and they'd used it for like real life shit, like food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was waiting for a Bart Simpson little nightmare fucking <laughs> Game Boy game, and I'm still waiting for it. So if anyone has a Game Boy Simpsons game, go and spare. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, I'm, I'm crying. Remember when, well, you can get, uh, I'm going to help you out here. You can get a Game Boy emulator on your phone. I have it. Because we've played Pokemon Red. Because it's <laughs> that cool. These, these are, be able to get that game. This will forever be known as a podcast where we started Kill as Fuck on a stag and ended it just crying about <laughs> computer games and wrestling. I was going to say, at least you fucking had a Game Boy. Like, this guy. Oh, right. I'm still waiting for my fucking It might have Game been Boy. a SNES. I don't know. I well, can't remember. To be fair, we found out that your mum washed your mouth out of show and just generally beat the shit out of you. So. <laughs> mum, I don't know if I've said this and I think I'm going to get mum in trouble for this. Mum was a teacher at school, right? And um, yeah, This is the last stories we've got a guest coming in. <laughs> she always used to threaten you for Jandal. So, like, you know, there was a whole, I'll get you off the wooden spoon, mum. Just had a gender. What's that? What like a flip flop. Right. And, oh, like and a like, do you, why do they call them thongs in Australia? Don't know. Because they put them up their ass, I guess. Okay. Um, and so she would, she'd always threaten to hit you with the thing. But the thing is, 
Mum couldn't catch you. From the age of seven, you were fucking rapid. And mum was like, not rapid. And you cottoned on to that. So when, <laughs> we would always give her a shit and run away and she'd never get you. She'd throw it sometimes and you knew you were in heaps of trouble if she threw the jandle. Never got you. One day, my brother was winding mum up and then ran away and then turned around to give her more shit and she'd thrown the jandle and it hit him in the eye and gave him a black eye. And it was, like, by God, the proudest thing she's ever done. Her proudest moment. She was in at school, a teacher at school, just showing her off to all the staff, showing his son off, her son off, going, see that black eye? I did that. He was being smart. I the jam. When my son was unconscious, I said, Chen, Chen, go and put your balls in his mouth. There's your chance. <laughs> that's, a, that's an even better way to end this podcast because... As we discovered earlier, is you you are in an abusive family relationship that has just come to the surface, and I hope we we get more out of you, Shane. You know this happy exterior is clearly <laughs> clearly just a front, just a shower. I go home and cry myself to sleep every night. And now that I know that, I'm glad I didn't have sex with your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys and girls. That was drunk therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast, go listen to some of the other ones. The old you would have. If you're on socials, like us there as well. Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Therapy. It's something weird on Twitter, which I can't remember right now.